0: I pray we would be a blessing to you today. With our Bibles open to the book of Luke, chapter number 11, we continue our thoughts on the pursuit of prayer, looking last week at the Lord Jesus and His inspiration of prayer. Today, we'll begin looking at our Lord's instruction for prayer, Luke 11, verse 1, after a word of prayer together. Father, it is in Jesus' name that I come now in prayer. And I pray you would take the truth of thy word and seal the seed into the soil of our heart. Lord, bind back the devil, that seed stealer, and may the seed of God's word take root downward and bear fruit upward for the glory of God and for Jesus' sake. I pray. Amen and amen. Luke 11. Verse 1, I call your attention to five words, Lord, teach us to pray. This has been our springboard, and this was the Lord Jesus himself inspiring others to pray. In answer to this request, Lord, teach us to pray, Jesus Christ begins to instruct these disciples and he turns their thoughts toward heaven, where God abides, and that their hearts might be tuned into a divine harmony with the Lord, and that they would learn to enter into that place of prayer and fellowship with the Lord and find access to the Father through the mediation of Christ and by the Holy Ghost. I give you these thoughts first, the preface in this teaching. Verse number two, and he said unto them, when ye pray, say. So the Lord is giving them the very words they were to say, but he was not giving them, I don't believe, a form prayer, but by these words, he is giving them a model or a pattern. If you look in the account in Matthew, in this manner, therefore pray ye, so on this fashion or in this way, after this sort. So when he says, when ye pray, say, he is giving them the posture and the purpose of prayer before the Lord. Prayer is God's means of allowing us access and communication with him. Prayer is the Christian's lifeline in the Christian life. In fact, prayer should be to you and I who are born-again believers, it should be as normal as our physical breathing. Are we not urged in the book of 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 17, to pray without ceasing? We are exhorted to do this. Prayer should be as normal and as consistent and as frequent as the breaths which we take. So the preface in this teaching, when ye pray, say, he gave them the words, but then he said, when ye pray, he expected them to pray. It's not if you're going to pray, but when ye pray. So, the Lord expected them to pray, but then he encouraged them to pray with this statement. Now, the prayer in this teaching, verses 2 through 4, gives us the Lord's model prayer or pattern prayer. So, the prayer in this teaching is divided into four thoughts. First, in prayer... We declare our devotion before God. Then we declare our dependence before God. And then our debt before God. And then our desire before the Lord. First, in prayer, we declare our devotion. Notice how verse 2 continues. When ye pray, say, Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, as in heaven, so in earth. This is a declaration of our devotion unto the Lord. We come before Him in humility and in worship. First, we recognize the Lord's worth, our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Bow before Him, honor Him for who He is. First, there must be a time of sanctifying the Lord God in our hearts and setting Him apart for the great God that He is, even the one true and living God who is high and holy. Prayer must begin with worship, where we kneel before the Lord our Maker and stand in awe of His great worth and eternal glory. But then secondly, in our declaration of our devotion, We recognize the Lord's work. Thy kingdom come. Now, I recognize the age in which we live. This is the church age. If you'll allow me to call it that way, the the age of grace. We're not kingdom builders. Our focus is on gospel preaching, the gospel of the grace of God, on making disciples, on planting churches. Yet we do anticipate Christ's coming kingdom. And truly it is coming, for He is coming. Therefore, whenever we pray, as we yearn for our Lord's return, and as we wait and watch expectantly for the blessed hope, even the pre-tribulation rapture of Christ to rescue His bride and catch us up and out of this world before the trouble of Jacob begins, Before the tribulation upon this world begins, we can yet pray, Lord, thy kingdom come. And as we pray and yearn for the rightful ruler to sit on the throne in Jerusalem, God's kingdom and God's power and God's glory fill our hearts, and we long even the more for his soon return. You recognize the Lord's worth, our Father, which art in heaven hallowed be thy name. You recognize the Lord's work, thy kingdom come. But thirdly, when you declare your devotion in prayer, you recognize the Lord's will. Thy will be done, as in heaven, so in earth. We must remember that in prayer, we are not so much seeking, To have earth's will done in heaven, but rather heaven's will done upon the earth. God gives us heaven's perspective as we pray, and we seek His purposes here upon the earth. Our heart's cry is an echo of our Savior's heart in Gethsemane when he cried out, having sweat great drops of blood, and he said, Nevertheless, not my will, but thine be done. You remember the words of the Lord as given by John, 1 John 5:14 and 15, and this is the confidence that we have in him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he heareth us. And if we know that he hear us, whatsoever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we desired of him. So pray, brethren, pray. Pray so as to desire to see God's will done upon the earth, Fully and freely, as in heaven, so in earth. But then, not only do we declare our devotion before God, secondly, in prayer, we declare our dependence before God. Notice verse number three Give us day by day our daily bread. As we bow before the Lord, let us come to see and know and declare that we can do nothing without Him. Friend, To put it real personal, where the rubber meets the road, are you dependent on your paycheck or the Lord Jesus? Are you dependent on, say, your 401k, your retirement, your Social Security, or are you depending on the Lord Jesus? Are you depending on the leaders in the White House? Are you dependent on your pastor, your church leaders? What and who are you depending on? Who is your dependence today? We must be dependent upon the Lord Jesus. And repent of our self sufficiency and get back to praying where we declare our dependence. We should repent and forsake the sin of prayerlessness, for this is a declaration of our independence from God. Those who don't pray are self sufficient people who declare they do not need God. Brethren, I need the Lord, and I know that you. Do as well. But then, thirdly, in prayer, we declare our debt before God. Notice verse 4 And forgive us our sins, for we also forgive every one that is indebted to us. Time alone with God, in His holy presence, brings about a humble confession and a very real recognition of our indebtedness to God. Because of my terrible sin debt, He paid a debt he did not owe and i owed a debt i could not pay my sins needed forgiven past present and future my debt of sin was oh so large i could not cancel it away but christ took it on himself and forgave it and took it all away and this debt that i see though it has been removed it prompts me to forgive others and it brings about a tender-hearted Christian. And I see myself a debtor to God and man and all those around me. But then in prayer we declare our desire before the Lord. He says, And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. With sins confessed and forgiven, the holy desires of the divine nature of God within the believer are stirred up and strengthened. And through prayer, I desire more of God, of righteousness, and true holiness. We thank you for making this ministry a part of your day. And in closing, we want to point you to the words of our Lord in Matthew chapter 4 and verse 4. He answered and said, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. And truly, it is written. God's Word, every word, presents us with truths to live by. You've been listening to Brother Benjamin Cooley. Please send all correspondence to Truths to Live By, P.O. Box 575, Harriman, Tennessee, 37748. Or you can email us at bmark. Cooley at gmail.com. And finally, brethren, pray for us.